Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, hello, Rally friends, and welcome to a very, very special edition of Spin the Rally Pod. Breaking news today that seems to have taken... Well, just about all of the rally world by surprise and, well, joining me to really try and talk through this, is it seismic breaking news? David Evans, our chief correspondent at Dirtfish. David, let's just try and summarise what this breaking news is. First, basically, I suppose, Tommy Macron in some ways being moved aside Toyota, as in the parent company, taking over the running of the World Rally Programme. Is that a little bit too simplified? I, I don't think it is, Colin. I think that's pretty much where, where we're at. Obviously, Toyota Motor Corporation owns, part owns Toyota Motorsport GmbH in Cologne. Uh, and, and that is where the, the rally programme will now be be not housed because it's not going to move to Cologne. That's not been made quite anyway. clear. It's been made quite clear that it will remain in Pupola near Avascular and in uh, in Estonia in Tallinn. Uh, but it will be run by T- TMG, uh, as as we know them. Um, yeah, go on, you've put your finger up already. No, I have put my finger up already, because I think it's worth, it gets very, very complicated. When we start yes. talking TMCs, TMGs, Tommy Mackinnon Racing, it gets yeah. very, very complicated. Let's yeah. go back. Let's go back. So what we're talking about here, folks, is this, this bombshell announcement today that really Tommy Mackinnon he will still remain as a consultant, but he will no longer be the man running the World Rally Team. So what we have to do is try and make some sense of this situation and try and make some, uh, or, or find some clarity in the way that Toyota runs its motorsports in Europe. So we talk about Cologne, which is TMG. Is that correct? Yeah. Toyota Motorsport Germany. Now the Cologne, Not Germany. It's GmbH. GmbH. Okay, yeah. that's in Germany. The Cologne facility is one of the most advanced motorsport facilities in Europe, and it always has been since it was Mm -hmm. developed. Now, that was bought, built, and committed to by Toyota for their Formula One project. Mm, No, before that, don't forget, they ran TTE out there. TTE, but apparently when they they took on the Formula One project, the whole thing was redeveloped. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the wind tunnel and everything. Absolutely. And what they did, there was an awful lot, I'm told, of local government backing to Mm. bring in this wonderful facility, to bring in all these high-paid engineers into the area. And they were supported by the local Cologne authorities. And in return for that, Toyota made a long-term commitment to that factory, Mm. which is why when the obvious happened and they pulled out of Formula One, uh, you'd have thought that factory would have closed. It didn't close. And it didn't close because Toyota had a commitment to keep it open. So what happened for quite a number of years with that factory is they basically had all these really clever engineers working there with very little to do, very, mm. very little But to they do. also hired a wind tunnel out, you know. You well, they hired, they, they made the most of it, that's absolutely correct. But, you know, they, they, they were looking for projects 
to really fill the space there, to fill the time of the engineers, to justify this massive investment mm. that the Toyota Motor Company had in Cologne. One of the, uh, if you like, the results of that was if we go back five, six, five years, six years maybe, five years, remember TMG, so the Cologne-based engineers actually started working independently on their own World Rally Car program. Mm. And we saw it being tested by the likes of Stefan Sarazan and many They others. built, essentially, they built a 2016 spec car that, that was stillborn, wasn't it? You know, it? It was always going to be stillborn, but it was, a, it was a testing mule for them. Uh, so, and it was disregarded immediately. By Tommy Mackinnon, when Tommy yep. Mackinnon got the deal. So uh, the reason we're telling you this is to try and give you some background. Obviously, the uh, so that's the Toyota. The, that's the Toyota side of the background. The, right. the Tommy side of the background is that Tommy Mackinnon Racing Oi, as it's known in Finland, has long been around, hasn't it? Since he left um, Subaru, he then set up his own Tommy Mackinnon Racing team, which developed and ran Group N Subarus. Um, and I can't remember when that company started. But it was based in Pupula, Tommy's hometown, just north of Ivascula. Mm-hmm. Uh, not particularly big premises, nice premises though. I remember going to the opening of it. Uh, and then, which year it was? 2015 Rally Finland, was it? When Akio Toyota came over? And I can he'd... go back, I can go back a little bit. I can right. go back to 2014, Rally Australia. Rally Australia, because the, 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 the relationship between Toyota and Mackinnon is really what kick-started this whole World Rally program, wasn't it? Mm, absolutely. Now, after Rally Australia 2014 in Coffs Harbour, the, basically Toyota hired the wedding bell stage. It was top no, secret. No, we can go back further than that because that's with, the, that's with the four-wheel drive um, Toyota GT86, that's right. which Tommy Mackinnon Racing built specifically for... Akio Toyota just to drive and have some fun in. And it was in Finland that he used that car the first time. But I was that in 14 that Tommy bought Akio Toyota? Well, I know it was 14 they had hired wedding bells, top, top secret conditions, and they had a week of yeah, Toyota and just Mackinnon. Driving. Driving but this was part of their drive the world thing, wasn't it? That's Where they right. took, the, took that Toyota GT86, the only four-wheel drive version of the car, all around the world to the best stages in the world. Uh, and they drove Oinopoia. Uh, in the, in that year, and I remember at that time seeing Tommy Mackinnon leading this 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 group of of Japanese people from the from Toyota Motor Company, led by Akio Toyota, uh, and just the the looks on their faces of sheer excitement and exhilaration. And I think it was the only time that Tommy saw me and ignored me, didn't even acknowledge me because he clearly had far, far more important things mm. to deal with in that moment. Uh, and he dealt with them very well. And it, you're quite right. It was his relationship with Akio Toyota that, that got Toyota back into WRC. And for so long, Colin, you know, all the way through 2016, everybody was saying it'll never happen. It can't happen. We are so far away. You know, the car is nowhere because obviously once the deal was done in, what was it, probably late fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then they had to actually, they had to create a team that... I'll tell you when it was. I'll tell you when it was. It was almost this exact date in 2015. Almost this exact date. It was uh, mid to late September. And they had, between now, so this was, and, and you know, they had round about uh, 15 months yeah. between the deal being done. It, well, but they, they didn't they, start testing till about March, did they? Absolutely. March or April. Absolutely. I, I spoke to, to someone very senior in Toyota about this just a week or two ago mm. and because we were talking about can you develop an R5 car for regulations change? And he reminded me, we started yeah, yeah. the work 
on the 2017 car this time in 2015. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, so, so yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it, it so, would be no problem. Um, so yeah, so, and, and nobody really gave them much of a hope. Uh, and look what they did, you know, first, first time out, second on the po- second place with, with Yari Matti and Monty and then winning in Sweden, um, manufacturer's championship in 18, driver's championship in 19. And, and now this, now this, this bombshell. Yeah, it, it, it is a bombshell. It is a bombshell. And, and, you know, it's difficult to work out. You, listen, the, the the way that the Japanese do things is quite different, and their thinking and their philosophies, and uh, you know their timing, and, and and sometimes their understanding of perhaps mm. how announcement will be received can be quite different. For me, the biggest surprise this morning was the timing of it. The whole thing was a surprise, but the biggest surprise was the timing. We have two rounds to go, maybe three, probably two rounds to go this year. It does look as if Mackinnon will take at least one more world title Mm. odds on one of his drivers will win the drivers championship we'll see what happens with the manufacturers I don't understand why they didn't wait till the end of the year because all of this bombshell sudden announcement does is it provokes all sorts of speculation it seems as if it's a it does but that's for me that won't destabilize the team you know TGR is a professional organisation the drive, you know, I spoke to Tommy this morning, and Tommy said he's spoken to the drivers. The drivers understand what's going on. The team understands what's going on. Don't forget, you know, it was news to us. It probably wasn't news to to many of them for for you know the last week or so. They've they've probably seen this coming, and everything else apart from Tommy, you know, and Tommy doesn't go until the end of the year. He's there till the end of the year. It'll be a sort of transition, won't it? You know, he'll still be in Sardinia. He'll still be in in Belgium, and and the the rest of the infrastructure remains. As they've been at pains to point out in the press release, it remains the same. So, the question has to be asked then, David, if if there is very little change apart from Mackinnon, the title changing from team principal to motorsport advisor, advisor. Mm. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know about really all the other decisions and and the accounting and all the rest. That must change. It must all go, I suppose, through Germany. Through, yeah. Through, oh no, I mean it is now. I but guess it's run. It's Japan, isn't why, it? Why? Why? The question has to be why. Why has it been done? Why has this decision been taken, uh, and by who? I, I, from my understanding, it's a streamlining operation, and that makes sense. Of course, it does. And do we think maybe that is something to do with the current situation we find find ourselves in? You know, our our, our friend and colleague George Donaldson has been saying really since the start of this pandemic, we are as yet nowhere near mm. uh, fully understanding of, of the, the financial implications. Yeah. Do we think the streamlining is as a result of, of the uh, the challenges that Toyota see ahead of them in, in, in future Quite possibly. Years and, and, you know, there will be economies of scale, won't there, I'm sure. Uh, I know that you're convinced that they will move to Cologne. I, 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 it, and it, it makes it, surprise, you know, it was a surprise, David, that they didn't, they didn't in the first place. Yes, yeah. they went with Tommy, but it was a surprise that they didn't actually take the whole thing to Cologne. They have this and, factory. And that, and that was my to. immediate thought, yeah. absolutely, was that they you know, they would look to move everything. And it does make sense, because you look at why why did they have the Estonia base? Because it's geographically, it's easier. It saves them a day on the boat and everything. But actually, even better is a base in, in Cologne. You know, that's perfectly central european central in europe in europe so we'll have to wait and see but inevitably they will if they do move and the engine we should always say the engine is is based out of of cologne anyway um so i think you know that's from my understanding that it's a streamlining operation and it will improve the efficiency of the company um and of the team 
Um, but, you know, the thing that I'd like to say here, Colin, is that regardless of, of why or whatever, one thing that does genuinely sadden me is that we won't have Tommy in the service park on every round. Okay, we you know, we've been on the last two rounds and we haven't seen him because we haven't been allowed in the service park. We did see him. In, we did see him. But, we but, did see but him. at a two metre distance over barriers yeah. effectively. And he's you know, he's fabulous. Always answers the phone, uh, and, and is a great guy. But we the service park will lose an icon. You know, when Tommy McEnan at the end of this year he said that he'll still come back to some rounds next year. Uh, and you know there are there he does have his detractors people who you know want to knock him and but for me he is just an absolute legend of the sport you know a four-time world champion and a guy who people didn't really give much of a chance to ahead of 17 and he came in and he was the you know he's produced the fastest rally car his team has produced the fastest rally car in the history of the sport you know he set the standards he yeah. set the standards with his 2017 car, and the others really scrambled to scramble. I think, to I mean, up. you know, Malcolm would probably Malcolm Wilson and and the Fiesta. Given that they won both championships in 17, they would probably have something to say about that. But across the generation of that car, there is no doubt, no argument that as the Yaris evolved, and let's not forget that the Yaris started from scratch, as we've already covered, and it was built in a matter of months. As it's evolved, it has evolved into the fastest car of that generation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, so do we think that the announcement today is a reflection in any way, David, on Mackinnon personally and his performance as team principal? of the Toyota World Rally team. But how, we've just answered that, Cole. You know, no, how no, can it, they, you know, he's, he won on his second outing. He then won a championship in his second year and another championship in his third year. Is so that how enough? Can, Is that enough with the investment they've had? Is that enough? And, and that, you know, I, I'm slightly playing devil's advocate here in that, you know, the announcement is fresh. It is new. It did lack detail, that's for sure. You know, and it did mm. it did provoke a lot of questions and a lot of speculation. You can find that detail on dirtfish.com with a, a hopefully by the time we finish this a Q&A with Tommy and some some further news to follow. Uh, but you're right, you know, there wasn't it was a very corporate kind of um uh, of of announcement. I can see where you're going. And you know, there no, is No, no, I'm not going anywhere, David. I'm not going really? anywhere. I'm asking you a question. And I'm no, I'm not no. I, I am asking a question because I've seen it asked all across social media this morning. You know, the question is, is it a reflection on, on I, the way the team's performed? I, I you, personally you, you find it a very naive question in, in couched in that way because look at the stats, look at the numbers. The car, you know, the car is, for me, a great return on their investment. It is. They've got themselves the fastest car in the world. What I would say, potentially, is a potential issue and something to be considered in here is the fact that they had a world champion last year in Oit Tanak who left and I do think and you know I spoke to Tommy this morning as I say and I asked him about was that a factor the fact that you know Oit, Oit had gone and he said it wasn't um, but we know Japanese culture very well and if a Japanese company has created a champion very much they would see it as a slight for that championship to for that champion to leave them, um, and for me that potentially, I could imagine that in some way that would have weakened the relationship between Tommy Mackinnon and Japan because there would people would want to know why you know why? how come and and ultimately I had fallen out with Toyota you know there's we can dance around this all day but there were failings you know at key points in the championship in Sardinia in Turkey and, and all of that and equally you know Oit made mistakes you know there's 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 
different times that he perhaps drove the car harder than he'd been advised to drive the car and gb maybe you might you, argue you know, with that jump yeah exactly you know he was allegedly he was told not to, to to take to take the jump more slowly and he didn't and whatever you know there was fault on both sides the relationship fell apart very very publicly uh and that doesn't go down well with japan and japan would want to know why you know we've given everything to this program and we've got this guy this this incredible driver who has got tremendous longevity to go forward and, and dominate for the next four or five years and he's gone why is this driver in the world no question yeah, right absolutely 100 percent. and you know why and David, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you a little back because you did say it was a naive question and it's a question that's being asked by lots of people and, and I, I'd, I'd agree. But the question, you again, I'll just remind you was, you know, is it a reflection on Macklin? And you said, how can it be? How can it be when you look at, you know, the return they've had on the mm. programme, the number of wins? So the follow-up question to that, and you can tell me whether this is a naive one as well, is why change? Why change? If, if the return on investment is so good... If they're getting the wins they want, if the car is as good as we all see it is, why? Why change? Now, you've, you've, you've maybe just answered that in, in, in this cultural thing, and I suspect that is a big part of it. But also, we've answered it in the fact that, you know, they want to streamline the operation. Now, whether whether that's just them feeding us a line, which I suspect there's a great big part of it that they are feeding us a line, but also... They have achieved, you know, you can't ignore the fact that if Tommy set this objective, he's achieved it. You know, he set the team up, he created a bunch of winners, and he's delivered a great car. It is, you know, what was also a very strange time for me is that from the outside, you could look at it that we're coming into a period of great change uh, in WRC with, with new regulations coming in 2022. Is this the right time to have a major sort of management reshuffle at the top of your team? Uh, you'd have to say, no, of course it's not. But how much direct input into the design and build of that car is Tommy having? You know, Tom Fowler is a hugely capable engineer and designer and and, everything, and an expert in his field. He will be leading that car. So does he need Tommy Mekinen to, to develop the 2022 car, whatever shape or form it comes in? He probably doesn't. Um, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. And I think, I think if in the coming weeks we hear of more departures, then we can get worried. Yeah, there's, and there's absolutely zero indication, no indication. of that at Correct. all. You Correct. know, it's it. Tommy moves over, and you know, I think it's also important to point out the the role that he played in the GR Yaris road car. You know, he did have some input into that car, and and this is what it's all about for Toyota: is developing that GR brand uh, yeah. and developing a whole new range of road cars. Well, and more than more than just Toyota. You know, remember Gazoo Racing mm. was Mr. Toyota's personal racing yeah. team. Yeah. So it's his legacy. It is it is his legacy that he is building. I, I feel, I may be wrong with this, yeah. but I feel it is his legacy. He's been around for a long time and he won't be around forever in terms of mm. the, the uh, president. He's president, isn't he, yeah. of Toyota. Uh, and I suspect it's, it's the building of a legacy. And the road car, the Yaris uh, GR road car, is part of that legacy. And, you know, it's exciting as hell. And it's, it's taken rallying back to where we all kind of, really enjoyed it in the past with these these, these homologations spent the 205 GTIs mm. the Audi Quattros the road Escort cars Cosworth. Escort Cosworths yeah. you know, we, we really a lot of us didn't think that we would see the day where we had another rally based road car and Tommy mm. 
has been instrumental in bringing that back. Mm. So in some ways, that's his legacy. Uh, it, it, yeah, absolutely has. And, you know, what we can't underplay here is the strength of relationship that he has with Akio Toyota. You know, the, as I said, you know, we saw them in a service park in Finland together. They travelled the world together with this with this uh, GT86. And when you see them together now, you know, you can't... I've only ever interviewed Akio Toyota once uh, in Finland a, a couple of years ago. And I... I I didn't even realize he was there until he was at the event. And this is very much how it works. You know, if it fits in with his time schedule, they will fly in and they'll spend a couple of days on the event. So as soon as the, as soon as he arrived, I spoke to Terry, the, the brilliant Toyota Gazoo racing PR lady and said, is there any chance? No chance. Uh, and just, it was just almost unheard of, uh, for this to happen, but I sort of doorstepped him and, and hung around. Uh, and it was the very early Sunday morning service. Um, and I just kept pushing and pushing gently. And eventually I got 10 minutes with him and it was incredible. You know, he is just the most engaged president of, you know, probably the biggest character in the whole of the, the car world. But what really struck me was the way him and Tommy interacted together. And they were incredibly close. And I think I think what's important and, and in rallying, you know, it's possibly one of the most important elements you have a man who, uh, as you say, in terms of the the the, the motoring world, is uh, one of one of the most important people in the whole of the motoring environment. Yeah. Um, and he is a fan. He is yeah. a fan of rallying, but perhaps more importantly, he is a fan of Tommy Mackinnon. Yeah. And that is how it works, you know. And, and any of anyone listening to this who's a driver or has tried to find sponsorship, the best way to find sponsorship in rallying is to find a fan, yeah. because it's very difficult quite often to justify motorsport. It's difficult to justify investment in motorsport. Yeah, and Toyota Sands never, he's made no secret of that, has he? Absolutely, Always. no secret. And, and, and you know, Tommy Mackin's relationship is what br- brought back an iconic rallying brand back to the absolute forefront of the sport. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be grateful and to be thankful to Tommy Mackin for in terms of, uh, you know, bringing uh, Toyota back. But if we move things on, David, what do we think this means for Toyota's future in the World Rally Championship. My personal view, it's got to be good news. They don't yeah. they don't pay money to bring in uh, an external element into their company no, unless it's gonna they strengthen have plans. It, it is, undoubtedly, so. it will strengthen so. it. And, you know, like you, I, I could absolutely see the move to Cologne being just a good thing because suddenly you've got, you know, you've got, if we moving into the hybrid era, you've got the WEC program, which is based there, so much... Oh. Uh, you know exactly so much knowledge and data from from that um, from the Le Mans car that they it's immediately you know it's next door it's literally go out of this office to the next door one and there's people there that can help you with it it it, it definitely for me would strengthen uh, them as a team and it it shows a commitment to the to the championship and to the sport and what it does and what it does and and you know the coming months years perhaps five years, perhaps 10 years, decade, is, is, is very uncertain just now. But it allows them to be very responsive. You know, yeah. if, if we do have to drastically cut budgets going forward, they are now in a position to do that. They're yeah. now in a position to, to rationalise their whole rally operation, to bring down the costs to an affordable and, you know, most importantly, a justifiable cost that says, yeah. yeah, you know, if we go Formula One racing, yeah, we can afford it, but we can't justify it. But if we continue it- with Le Mans, we can afford it, we can't justify it. But if we go forward with the World Rally Championship, 
Yeah, we can justify that. And what it also does is it, it is now that you know the the rally program falls under that bigger Toyota umbrella, not the Tam- Tommy Mackinnon umbrella, just to the side of it. It means that you know they can they can implement a, an educational process for that. They can bring in their own talent in terms of engineers, which of course they could have done with Tommy. And we always saw a lot of Japanese engineers. Uh, on on the events, but now it's really part and parcel of a Japanese family, isn't it? And mm-hmm. and you know it it really is very very important to Japan and to Japanese engineering and stuff that they can bring these young guys through uh, at every level of the company, and that will be far easier to implement now that it's essentially a department within TM's Toyota Motor Corporation. I think that's absolutely important. I think that really is important because I think I think you know for the sport to grow, we need to be able to bring in new manufacturers. And I think you know, other Japanese manufacturers will be looking very closely mm-hmm. at all that's gone on and all that continues to go on. Uh, and I think the more the more direct involvement Japan has, okay, through just one manufacturer just now, but the more direct involvement Japan has in the World Championship, surely the better it has to be and the better the chances then have to be for uh, m- more involvement from Japanese manufacturers. Is that a reason why I'm kind of maybe going off at way too... No, I think, I, you know, we, we, we're always, you know, manufacturers are always uh, keeping an eye on WRC. Of course they are. Uh, and it would be tremendous to, to imagine that, you know, one day we will have more Japanese involvement or perhaps more involvement from the Far East, uh, you know, in terms of, of, of other areas as well. But I think, you know, we need to come back to the single point that actually, you know, next year, come to Monty, there won't be the one guy there who has won that event four times and can, can take, was it four times? I think it was. And, and can put everything into context. And this is why I love Tommy, is that, you know, you can go and talk to him about Sisteron. And, you know, what would you have done? What did you do? And you get this long story that's Absolutely. just amazing. And the drivers completely respect yeah, his his advice. They yeah. completely respect, and that's not saying that they don't respect Mr. Adamo's advice or Mr. Wilson's advice. Yeah, but Tommy has done something that not too many principals in the past had done. Yeah, you know, he competed and you on every it. round. He'd won the championship multiple times. You know, you you could see that with his with the way that he dealt with Elvin on Sunday, and the way that the way that we talked to to Tommy about you know what did you say, what did you talk about, and it was just really simple stuff and. And Tommy had been there. He'd been in that position. He'd been going into, you know, a long Acropolis stage or something to defend a 45-second lead. And he knew, you know, he just instinctively knew what Alvin needed to hear. And when Chris Meek was there, Chris said, you know, he, you absolutely get the feeling that he's a driver. He knows what you're going through. He knows when to come to you. He knows when to leave you alone. Here's the thing, David. You know, we are talking about, you know, whether or not this will have a negative or a positive impact on the Toyota World Rally team. The most obvious potential negative impact is the fact that Tommy won't be there guiding the drivers in each round. So then the question is, who will? Can we start yeah. the speculation yet? There has to be a team principal. There has to be a team principal. And that team principal, if they're going to continue the success, yes, the engineering side of it, taking care of Tom Fowler, fantastic engineer. The Japanese engineers that support Tom Fowler equally capable the one element that will be most difficult to replace is Mackinnon's on event guidance you're not looking convinced but no, they have yeah. to replace him with someone of similar and I wouldn't say equal because that would be almost impossible similar stature I have one name already God, no. go on no you go first no well I'm not going to give you any names 
because you know I think there are give me a, a likes off give me a likes off who are the sort of person that can, can run that team and replace it's difficult it's difficult because you know the, the, undoubtedly there will be elements in the service park that that might actually be quite glad to see Tommy go because you know th- there is a generation of white noise you know from, from from what I can understand in some meetings that Tommy talks and this is why we love Tommy is because everything is a story and the stories are all great um, but from my understanding you know some of the meetings go on a, a fraction longer than than perhaps they they might do if Tommy was not there uh, that's you know that's that's not oh, really that well, I'm not bothered about that you know that, that's not of interest to me who has the capability? You know, that, that is an important element. I'm sorry to have dismissed that. That was a little bit unfair. It's no, that's that's absolutely fine. You want a name. I, will, I won't give you a name, but what I will say is that it is difficult because Toyota, uh, you look at the sort of second level of, of, of management, essentially, if you like, and you've got Tom Fowler and you've got Kai Lindstrom, uh, both on that, that level. For me, either of them could do a very good job as a team principal but what is a team principal Colin you know that's the big question because if you want strategy did Tommy do all of the strategy he wouldn't have done it all on his own you know it would have been done hand in glove with with Kai and with Tom um <laughs> might, might we see you know, because Andrea Adamo was was a massive surprise in mm-hmm. the service park when Monsieur Nondon uh, departed you know, potentially there is another Adamo lurking somewhere within the Toyota ranks. Yeah. But I don't think so. I think we will see a name coming in because I think that is the But Japanese what is the way. team principle? Is it a figurehead? It is, is it a, a bit of that. It there, is a there, little bit of that. But it's, yeah. a, it's a figurehead who understands direction, who understands strategy, who understands the need to build relationships and work on relationships, all of these things. Hmm. It, it is a CEO, effectively. You know, the CEO does not... You know, take care of manufacturing accounts. He does not take care of logistics to get the product out into the, the stores. Mm. But he can oversee it all, and he knows where it's going wrong just by looking at it and listening. You know, that is similar in rallying. You know, and, he, and he, he, your, your team principal has to be on top of all these things, but he does have to be a bit of a figurehead. He does have to be someone who, and this is where Adamo's done a, a quite remarkable job because nobody really knew him, but he has to be someone who instantly has the respect. Commands respect. Commands respect of everyone around the service park from the media because the media will destroy, not you, because Mm. you're you're, you're a principled media person. Hopefully not me either. I have principles (laughs) as well. But the media in general will destroy anyone who shows any weakness. But it's not about that. It's about holding them accountable. And, you know, the one thing that you could potentially hold Tommy accountable for is the, the, the relationship that he had with with Tanak for whatever reason, disintegrating and and them losing their champion. Anything else, you absolutely for me, you can't criticise the guy at all. You know, you simply can't. Just look at the results. And if Tommy goes about getting the results in that in his own way, who cares? He gets some results ultimately. Yeah, I think and you know, you said yeah, earlier, you said earlier, could they have had more? Of course, they could have had more. But it's unrealistic for me. To, to imagine that that they could have done. No, again, again, it was it was it was a question that was just put out there, David. I, I agree with you totally. I think when we look back to two thousand and sixteen, when the whole Toyota project was coming together, when we look back, I think it may have been early January twenty seventeen. I don't think it was you who did the interview. It was an interview done with David Lapworth from ProDrive. Mm. David Lapworth, one of the world's most knowledgeable rally men, most experienced rally men, said it's fanciful to think that they will enjoy success before three years. It'll take yeah. them three years, not of just development, three years of competing before they will start 
to show anything like competitive performance. And, and in the first rally, podium, second rally, win. Type but it, of uh, and that was, you know, from Lappy, that was fair comment, wasn't it? Because we'd time, seen at the time that was we'd great. seen Hyundai struggle like hell, you know, to get anything off the ground. The ones that we hadn't seen struggle was was Volkswagen, but they didn't struggle partly because they bought in so much experience, and they did a season in those in the Skodas, yeah, so exactly. they'd already competed exactly. for a season. No, there's an awful lot. I mean, I, I think I think we will see a team principal coming in. I think. Come on, and who's your name? Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz is the man for me. I, I'd have said if it was in two years' time, I'd have said Sebastian Loeb. Um, but I, I, I think Carlos Sainz is the obvious one. If, if I was, I, yeah, Mr. but the Toyota, trouble is, it is. It's a very much a hands-on role. I think Sainz is, is now in a position where yeah, he can give the time to that. He still spends a lot of time with his son. I think Carlos. Carlos Junior needs doesn't need him at all. Carlos Junior's made it. Carlos Junior's got his Ferrari contract. Carlos Sainz Senior has done his work with Young Junior. Mm. Nothing more he can do now with him. Um, Carlos Sainz, I think, is in a position, a point in his life where he may well be looking for new challenges. Mm. May well be looking for uh, a return to something a little bit more competitive, as in you know, yeah. uh, no, competitive could... working environment. I, I think <sighs> Carlos Sainz or someone of that ilk, and there aren't many. Mm. There aren't many around. You might argue there's a, a grown home, perhaps, but grown home for me has never really no. showed that inclination. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said grown home, but um, I couldn't imagine Marcus wanting to travelling again. And you know, well, exactly. Just... I don't know whether Carlos Sainz does. To be totally honest with you, um, but I could see Sainz doing Dakar in a Toyota. I could mm. see him, you know, becoming actually pulling various elements of Toyota together: circuit racing, uh, you know, the cross country racing, the rallying. I could see him fulfilling. A greater role than just team I, personally. I can't see that. I can't see that he would need such an upheaval in his life right now. Um, Quite possibly, but who knows? You know, these people, David, they're they're, they're competitive. They're competitive. Fundamentally, they need, they need yeah. challenges in their lives. Now, you mm. know, I spoke to someone very close to Tommy in July who said, five years. Give mm. it five years, and Tommy will be back to farming mm. because that's what he wants to do. He wants to achieve." Uh, as much as he can in his management career as he did in his driving career. And you'd have to say, if you look at it, this is five years almost. So yeah. may maybe I misunderstood what I was being told at that point. I yeah. don't know. I assumed it was another five years, but maybe it was five and years. And ultimately, I mean, we, you know, you shouldn't get away from the fact that Tommy built up Pupola, his factory in Pupola. He, he then built the the place in Tallinn and he sold them both to to, 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 to TMC and he's made some money. You know, there's there's good money there, so he can now go away and retire and just do. But he's not actually doing any of that because you know, on the phone this morning again, he expects to be quite involved. You know, he he still will be around WRC rounds every now and then. He'll keep a close eye on the championship, and he's going to have a lot of road work, road car work, and he's back with with Acura on special projects and things. So I think that would be more of. I, I I honestly, sadly, don't think we'll see him much on events. I, I think. I don't know. I, I may be completely wrong, but whoever picks up the mantle of team manager or team uh, uh, principal, principal mm. will need to be able to uh, to have their own authority there and to be able to feel as if they're they're not being looked over and they're not being watched, if you like. And I mm. suspect that you know if there is a name that, that one of the conditions might be, this is my project. I'm looking after it. You know, mm. and Tommy can can be involved wherever he likes with Mr. Toyota, but probably not so much in the World Rally Car. Uh, mm. the running of the World Rally team. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think, it'll be, as you say, I think we need characters in rallying. And again, that's something we've seen, love him or hate him, with, with our friend Mr. Adamo, is that, 
you know, <laughs> characters are worth their weight in gold. Yeah. That's everyone, particularly to us in, in, in the media. Uh, and Tommy has been very, very similar, very straight talking, very open, mm. uh, very, very, um, you know, very open to, to, to picking he's, himself up. He's whatever. somebody that I look forward to seeing on every round. Yeah, exactly. and, and genuinely look forward to sitting exactly. down and having a coffee with, catching up and just... and. And, you know, just, you know, his view wasn't always everybody's view in terms of the regulations moving forward and, and what have you. But it was great because he had a voice and he wasn't afraid to use it. And he provided news, stimulated conversation. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and that's what we need. You know, you look at look back on, on Sunday and his, his point about Oit Tanak, absolutely stupid to drive slowly. You know, regardless of whether you agree, it was a, a, a very succinct perspective mm. on something that, that polarized opinion and you know not all team principals are willing to come out and say that driver is absolute what he did was absolutely stupid tommy did because you know he's he's been in this position and he's been a driver and everything and we've lost potentially not potentially we have lost it you know from mm. january it's gone. it's gone and it's for me yeah. that's a sad thing what, what i enjoyed david i have to say was our our 20 minutes 25 minutes talking with him in estonia in the factory yeah. We talked about the future regulations, and and he, you know, as you say, he's not he's a man that 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 doesn't just accept things unquestioningly. Mm. He goes away and he looks at it and he questions, and he gave us a few ideas for mm. for perhaps what the future might be rather than what he's being told it will be. Mm. And I like that. I really enjoyed that conversation. But anyway, you know, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy's future, I think, is Tommy is fine. Tommy, Tommy won't be too worried. But we 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 have a lot, an awful lot, as fans of rallying. Uh, you know, to be thankful to Tommy Macklin for particularly these last four years with 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 the Toyota team that he's brought back into the championship. Um, but it, you know, it does give us now a few months, a few months of uh, plenty, I think, to talk about. Uh, mm. We'll see how it all develops. We'll see in terms of how the structure is reshaped, and it will have to be reshaped. There's no question about that. They will try and Why? integrate because you're <laughs> because you're taking what is a satellite operation ah, and, yeah, and okay. you're integrating yeah, yeah. it into yeah. into your company. So it yeah, does have it, to be reshaped in that regard. You know, uh, yeah. there might not be many changes. There might be wholesale changes. We don't know yet. Mm. We don't know. Uh, so we will watch that with interest. David, a final thought on today's pretty much bombshell. Well, well, the biggest bombshell for me is that you didn't know about it, and and there is practically nothing in the world of rallying these days which is announced without you having at least an inkling of what and you genuinely no, no, knew nothing no. about it that's that's very kind of you to say that Cole, but, but it's I think true there's a it's whole a, heap of stuff going on no 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 but no it, i think it's 100 true as soon as we knew from that tanak was leaving you know in october last year there was then an undercurrent um that maybe you know japan's nose was slightly out of joint over this uh, and that, and it did raise a question uh, about Toyota's, about um, Tommy's position. And equally, you know, I'd spoken to the same person that you'd spoken to, and there was always an end game and an exit strategy for Tommy here. Uh, and that's the point. You know, you, we you're knew that. You're introducing a whole new element here. I've just wrapped this up, and you're introducing right. a whole new element, saying that this is a are suggesting. You're not saying at all, but you're suggesting that this is a knock on. From talk, you kind of said it. No, I said that already. I said that you know, if there was one, if there was one element that you know, perhaps Tommy may have got wrong, uh, or you know, it may have been perceived that it's wrong. It was that relationship decline with with Tanak. But what we're saying is that this whole thing is a streamlining operation. What you're saying is it potentially isn't that. No, 
Am I being unfair? Totally unfair. You know, they, they've they said it's a streamlining operation. It, you know, it's our position. It's our job to question that. And we've done that. And I've suggested another reason which could have... But equally, the reason, the other reason could well be that Tommy had said enough. enough. And, you know, he, he's said that. You know, that he is... He said repeatedly today that this is the ideal scenario. We have to believe him. You know, if the bloke's saying that, we can't keep questioning it. There is, you know, undoubtedly, Tanak fell out with the team last year. He did. Uh, As part of the organisation, he fell out with Tommy, by extension. Tommy has been very, very clear today. This is ideal. This is what he wants. He's happy. He's out at the end of the year, and he's in a new role, motorsport advisor with, with TMC. Great, happy days. Uh, that's that's the, the the long and the short of it. I think you're absolutely right. I think it is the long and the short. But of it. that will not stop people speculating and you know turning stuff over and trying to dig stuff out. And you know, good luck with that because, frankly, you know, I'm not interested in yeah, that. I agree with that as well. I, I don't think there's any interest in that. Uh, you know, there's, oh, there's, there's plenty no, of interest. There's, interest. In there's it. no appetite for it though. There is there's, there's interest, <laughs> but is there appetite? There's, for sure me, the appetite here is for Tommy McInnes. The driving god, the absolute legend, right. and the guy who delivered massive success on Toyota's return. Brought, brought, brought a lost icon back, back to the absolute pinnacle yeah. of the and sport. And you know, Cole, there'll be a be... whole bunch of people now out there saying that we're Tommy lovers now, just like we're Andrea lovers, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, deal with it. You know, the guy is a legend. Totally deal with it. Uh, you know, everyone has their views and all that. I think the legitimate speculation is, is, is about a new team principal because I love a little bit yeah. of gossip and a bit of speculation. You're and, wide and of the mark with Carlos. And, and yeah, you know, um, and I think that's legitimate and I think that's where we will take our, our future is it you? debates. Is it you? Well, is I didn't you? like to say, David. It is, I isn't didn't it? like to oh say. Oh, my goodness. Could you possibly imagine? <laughs> oh, dear. That's about as likely as me becoming the, the, the FIA stage and safety media delegate. Yeah, that's uh, reasonably <laughs> unlikely. That's a position I've created, by the way. Yeah. Um, folks, listen, thank you very much. Um, what we would like to hear clearly are your thoughts as rally fans on today's breaking news. So... Uh, at Dirtfish Rally is Twitter. You are absolutely welcome to leave comments on really any of our forums. The articles, the wonderful articles that David writes on. Don't our... be nasty though. There's, there's no need no, for no, that. That's absolutely right. There's, there's, we, we like to hear your opinions, but you know what we don't like is 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 um, as David says nastiness. We do yeah, love no to read your opinions. So you know below all of David's articles, there is the opportunity to comment on them. Yeah, there is. So so yeah, leave, leave some comments there or Twitter. Uh, there'll be plenty, I'm sure, on our Instagram pages. Our videos all have the op- opportunity on our YouTube channel to leave comments. So do so and there. And to go back and watch some of the amazing stuff from from Turkey. From Turkey, some, some really good amazing. stuff. Some really good stuff. There. And thought- then go back even further and watch me beat you in a cross cart. There's a story to tell there, but that will be saved for another day. <laughs> Folks, thank you very much. It's been a very special edition of Spin the Rally Pod. And, uh, yeah, the team will be reunited. Uh, George Donaldson, a man who, you know, you cut George Donaldson, he bleeds Toyota blood, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, it'll be very, very... In- <gasps> do... What? Do you think, possibly, could Dirtfish be losing an expert analyst? Wow. There's we should have done this at the start. There's a thought. There's a thought. Should we start a podcast again? No, George Donaldson no, is the new team principal. <laughs> now, now, that would ruffle a few feathers. <laughs> that would, would ruffle a few. There'd be a few people having sleepless nights over that one. But wow. but why not? Yep. Why not? Uh, folks, thank you very much. It has been uh, really um, well an interesting day in terms of the World Rally Championship. You have been listening to myself, to David Evans, on Spin the Rally Pod.